When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to episode whatever it is of Flow Radio Live alongside Kyle Bradkey. And joined as our friend as always, Ben Askren. I am Mark Bader. Thank you all. So much for joining us this morning. Um, Christian Piles out. Uh, Brad, Bracky Bray's out. Mark, Mark, Everybody's Mark, out. Why didn't you, you didn't come prepared to the episode number. Uh, we have oh, 456, Bracky. Yeah, 456. <laughs> whatever, whatever the hell this is. <laughs> it was episode a, 456. Thank you. It was a very Bader uh, intro. Got you guys. Yeah, was, I was here on time. Bader intro. <laughs> <laughs> Which that, that damn near surprised me. Yep. So, uh, what's up, Ben? Kyle, glad to be here, guys. Uh, join you fellas talking about some wrestling. Yeah, we probably don't uh, have you on enough. Yeah, seriously, Mark. Stop by and visit more often. All right. Well, it's early in the morning, but I got my coffee. <laughs> uh, you... um, go, go ahead, Ben. I was just going to say... Uh, I was... You know, guys, uh, this is getting awkward. Who's going to do this the whole show? <laughs> Somebody talk, please. Go, Ben. Okay, I was going to say, well, we already talked about all the biggest things this week, so, um, you know, we're kind of free to go wherever the heck we want to at this point, uh, Mark. Uh, I know people ask about our college experience, which I don't know. I don't know if that's, you know, Piles might, like, lose his mind if we start talking about <laughs> our college experience, so. Oh, come we, on, we, we had. We any, had... Anywhere you want. We had plenty of good times. Um, I'll actually start with, uh, before Ben was at Mizzou, it came on like Uh-oh. you came on like two or three recruiting trips, right? You two, came two. I came on. Smith talked me to come to unofficial in August, and then I came on official in October. You, I think you're uh, driving home from Colorado Springs, and you're just stopping through you and Matt Pell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and then I came with I came with Matt Pell also. So yeah. So three recruit. times, right? So I, you're you're right. I was wrong. Yes. Stayed with me <laughs> at least once or twice. I think stayed down the road twice, too. Twice. Yeah. But I think it was your official recruiting visit. You brought. You came down with your mom. Um, she was in a hotel or staying somewhere, and you had no, a van. That, that, that was my unofficial. Okay. Okay. That was not. Yeah. But you had the van, right? Yeah. Back when Grindstone wasn't even a road. Oh man, <laughs> going way back, and. Uh, well, it was they were repairing it from a two lane to a four lane road, so they shut it down for a couple of years. Right. But uh, you right. know, it's it's early in the fall, and we're you know not really dialed into. We're still having drinks on the weekends, right? And so Ben doesn't drink at all, so he's chauffeuring us around on his recruiting trip. <laughs> and I think there was a megahorn, and somebody yelled at a yeah. cop, and he got pulled over. 
And I know who it was. It was, it was uh, I don't know if it was, little, it was Justin Spades. Justin Spades. Justin Spades. Yes. yes, it was. He he yelled something at the cop, and then he got upset. I, I maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm misremembering this, but he thought you were drinking because we're loud and rowdy, and uh, yeah, he's giving you a hard time. Well, like, I remember he, he threatened sir. to steal the he threatened to steal the megaphone, and I and I didn't he, really appreciate that. No. So then he threatened to take me to jail, and I said, I don't know that you have the power to. I'm like 18, <laughs> right? I'm like I was 17. I'm like I don't think you got the power to do that. <laughs> no, but he he did take it, and he said you can come back tomorrow and get it. And you yeah, you yeah. showed up yeah. the next day at the police station in Columbia and got <laughs> it. And the the grindstone thing, you drove down like I was said this this the, there was this road, but they they closed it down to make it for two lanes to four lanes, and you're mudding taking us through on the van. Yeah. I don't know if you got it stuck or not, but I did not get stuck. We were good. I needed a couple car washes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. To, and needless oh, to say, Ben. Yeah. Came to sign to Missouri. Was that what sealed the deal? Someone, I don't know. We just, uh, we hit it off, right? We hit it off. We're still friends. We're 20 years, we're almost 20 years later, Mark. I know. I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) You you old son of a gun. (laughs) Yeah, you're. We did get a lot of questions about uh, your guys' time at Missouri, and people people wanted stories if they are air appropriate. I mean, I think I just told a story. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) that first week, that first weekend was like, Dude, I, I mean, still to this day, I, I haven't drank, but I, I was a very straight-laced kid. And that first weekend, it was like, holy crap, this is college. This is going to be the most fun ever. <laughs> I mean, it was like the whole neighborhood was having a party. It was like uh, going back to school week or whatever, you know? Yeah. I remember Squig- Squiggly, he was a troublemaker. We've already mentioned him yelling at the cop with the megaphone. He also he also was wrestling somebody uh, about 3 a.m. on the on the driveway somewhere. Uh, I believe the cop actually asked him to go home or he was going to get arrested. So, you know, just all, all kinds of hilarious stuff. Yeah. Good time. Good times for sure. Um, and then there's all the wrestling yeah. stuff be- beside that, which, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, Peter, you were at Penn State, Iowa uh, last weekend too. Mm-hmm. And we've all shared our thoughts on it probably enough. But you you have, you probably have an interesting perspective as you know you were kind of working with our shooter and doing some other stuff uh, in the lead up yeah. to it. So why don't you kind of give us uh, the duel from your perspective and maybe share a little bit uh, else of what you were doing well, in Iowa. Mark's Mark's an Iowa homer now, so I'm I'm so excited to hear his take. <laughs> why is that? Because I went up there and man, I had I honestly. Yeah, I'll, was, so who's your favorite team? Iowa's your favorite team. Don't lie. I, Miles I, I, Miles loves Penn State. <laughs> I love everybody. This thing, things falling out of my ear. But um, oh my god! Uh, no, this weekend was awesome. It was it was an awesome time in Iowa. I got in Wednesday and then really Thursday and Friday. Spent spent the time Thursday. Um, first part of the day, caught up with Tom Brand. Sat down with him for gosh, at least an hour. And um, you know, we I don't think a lot of people know we have a Brent Metcalf film we've been working on. He's got a really interesting story of his life. Um, so. Got Tom Brands' thoughts on his life and career and everything else. Then the the second part of the day actually spent with Royce Alger. Um, he's from Lisbon, Iowa, which is only like 35 minutes away, but it's like a small farm town. Um, he took us back to the farm where he grew up. Um, you know, we wow, got our, our nice. shooter there. Yeah, he's got a little creek right along a uh, bunch of land. There was snow out. His brother, whose name is Rad. And he's just as big of a personality as Royce. Like we, his name his is brother's Rad. Name, it, it, Rad. <laughs> his brother's name is Rad, and he is like, like that's our, his nickname or that's his full name. You're gonna have to ask that. I didn't ask. Um, okay. All right. So, but like we pull up, and I don't even think Rad knew we were coming. He lives on the farm now, 
Um, he's like in the second story, like sitting feet out of a window in this barn. <laughs> like, what was he doing? I don't like. He's just sitting up there. I don't know. He's working on the farm. I don't know what he was doing, but <laughs> he's just he sitting there. And so he shows us around the farm. We go in the house. You know, it's he's got wrestling uh, playing on the TV. He's got a dual me um, playing, and just you see. Where Royce grew up, and he tells a story, right? You know, Gabe laid on this bed while I sat downstairs and had to make my college decision while the UNI coach was in the driveway, and kind of brings you back to memory lane. She talks all about crazy so stories. Was Rad, was Rad a wrestler also? Yeah, Rad was a wrestler. He was actually uh, a pretty good Greco wrestler. Um, okay, I think was he, he had, uh, older or younger? Um, uh, so a little you younger. Get that like. Maybe, okay, because then Royce, Royce bullied him his whole life, probably. Well, I think there's a whole bunch of them. I think Royce had – there's about five or six of them, I believe. He's got a whole bunch of brothers. Oh, I met another one. That's, and a, so, that's so, like, a, like a Bader family then. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Do people, know you have, like, do people know you have six brothers? I don't think people know that I'm one of seven kids. Well, I mean some okay. people do, but I don't, I don't know that a lot of people because usually when I tell them that, they're surprised. But uh, yeah. we, we saw the house. We saw the farm. Uh, he told the story of like the horse fell in the cistern once and they had a – Yank it out. It took them forever. They had to get all these tools, and there was a bunch of blood. And you know, there's water is red in their house because they live on a farm. And like, dad's like, "It's fine. Just drink it." And, oh, this is just like they are old school, tough, hard nosed farm. You know, farm people. And that, he told it that way a lot of times. Uh, but from there, we we went over to this little local food spot. I don't know how else to put it. Um, it definitely had a small town <laughs> Iowa feel. And then uh, we went over to Lisbon versus Don Bosco, one versus two, dual, high school dual meet there at Iowa. Um, packed, you know, I don't know, 1,000, 2,000, as much as the gym could hold, and then some. Yeah. Royce took us around, showed us his old medals. He's got his world silver medal in there. Um, and then the, the next day, we, we had Iowa versus I- Oh, shoot, I'm missing the whole Gable thing. The next day, we went over to Dan Gable's oh, house. Oh, my goodness. Spent, what about Dan Gable, though? We spent four or five hours with Gable. Um, again, it was snowy. We got, we got a, a gator or a driving thing. You drive around your property. Mm-hmm. We drove around that. We chopped some wood. We saw his grandkids. We told stories for an hour and a half. We, he, Royce shows up again. <laughs> um, they're working out. Like some people might have seen a clip out on social. You know, what do you say? Knock yeah. them out. Knock them out with your hips. I tell you, you know, <laughs> I can I get a, an idea of how, what Dan Gable was like when he was coaching from that workout. And and they, they worked out for half an hour and a little, you know, warms up for a while. And then um, they're doing the air dine and lifting some weights. And and Gable's just getting so. Wait, himself- so are they? Are they- Hold on, are they doing this workout together, or is Gable like putting Royce through the workout? Together, there's two airdines, caddy corner, okay. right? And, and his, okay. he's got this cabin, and then they're yeah. taking taking turns on the weight. And uh, and all of a sudden, Gable's getting fired up, you know, kind of like that where he's like, "Knock him out!" And he starts yelling. <laughs> and he's like, Royce is like, "You would always say a minute left, but sometimes, you know, it was three, four, eight minutes." And he's like. He's, he's like, that's because you were scoring, and I want to see it. Keeps he gets himself all worked up, and he's like, the endorphins. It was it was a trip. Oh, and then we sat in the sauna. We hung out. We got a, a GoPro in there, and we had some nice discussion. And then we jump out the back and roll around in the snow. Who lasted the longest in the sauna, Vader? We all got out at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you didn't have a tough toughness. We were actually – so we were kind could, of could – you have, Could you have lasted longer than Gable? I could have lasted longer than we went. I, I don't know no, if we – I thought I said. Could you have lasted longer than Gable in the of sauna? Of course. Really? 
I don't know. I mean, you're asking me, so sure. But we were fighting the clock because we had the dual meet that night, so we had to wrap all this oh. up so that we could okay. get on our way. And then after all that, I went to the dual meet, and I was all right. It was all right. It was I'm all joking. right. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It, it capped off okay. an amazing, an amazing two days. It was, it was, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun, and a lot of that content's back here, right behind us in the studios, the editing bay. They're gonna be getting their hands on that, and um, a lot of this stuff will be coming out. Uh, right, someone so, asked uh, on Facebook, uh, "Do you, do we know when we could get the Metcalf film?" Um, I would say this spring. Okay. Yeah, spring of 2020 will be a lucky guest. Um, there's actually another a film that people probably don't Uh-oh. know as much about coming out, and it's it's a weight cutting documentary. Actually, we've been working on for a while. Um, yeah, make that face, Ben. Um, and you know, we it's a lot of kind of focused on MMA too. It's got an MMA wrestling cross, so that's in the final stages of editing. I think that that well, I don't so think that'll be wrapped what's, up. What's the, what's the thesis, Mark? Of the weight cutting documentary. Watch watch the film, Ben. No, give us a teaser. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, or it's, just tell, or just tell it's me why weight cutting is, so, okay, I'll give it to you. There's a, a kind of how we pitch it is there's this guy in named CJ Hancock am, uh lower level Bellator fighter at the time, maybe an amateur, low, mid, mid-range um, pro fighter. He died yeah. in the cage, right? And came back, he died and his heart stopped for five minutes. He came back to life. Wild story. So we kind of tell his story, spin it off into, you know, we talked to big John McCarthy, um, and, and a handful of other people, Mike Dolce, okay. um, Jeff Nowinski, yeah. I think, or is that his name? Yeah, Jeff yeah. Nowinski. So, um, and get their opinions on weight cutting and, and why extreme weight cutting is really bad and some measures that can be taken to make it better. Oh, okay, good. Didn't, didn't uh, right. you cut some weight for the film? Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I went through. How much? Uh, Coleman Scott came down here because he obviously went through a massive weight cut over about a year. And I went through like a one hour sauna. Bike weight cut with him. Um, how much? How much you lose? Five or six pounds. Okay. Yeah. Solid, solid work there. Yeah. I mean, you, you never, you, you never made weight or anything. I never I missed weight. About that. Now, I never missed weight either. Yeah. I thought I was gonna miss nice. weight once, actually. Really? Where at? At Oklahoma State, my senior year. Oh. We, we had like, and I think it was like the first. I think I wrestled thirty three at a couple opens. And it was the first yep, time I was gonna did. make twenty five, and. Uh, we got there in plenty of time. I had like a pound and a half to lose, and it just w- wasn't coming off. And I had to, um, well, hell, I guess you can take them. My, I lost anyway, so whatever. But I was wearing plastics. I was cheating. That's what were a lot of people. Uh, but I was in their room. You should be able to use pla- and plastics. are so much more effective. You should be able to use plastics. I can't hear. Mess with you their can you hear me? A little bit. Uh-oh. Uh, I, I said you should. Go ahead. I said you should be able to use plastics. It's, I mean, obviously as an adult, not as a kid, but it's so much more effective for actually losing weight. Yeah. So I had, a, but the wrestling room is up by their locker room. Their scales right there. But I had to run downstairs across the gym around the corner of our locker room, mm. take my plastics off, then run back sure, upstairs. Sure. So you know, you only want to do that. You don't want to do that multiple times. So I'm like, all right, I think I'm down. I'll go change and then come back up and check. And it's like half a pound or a pound. I don't know. I'm like a three quarters or a pound over something with like 30 minutes to go. And I'm freaking out. I got to run back downstairs, put my stuff on. Oh, I'm oh, like, man. Smith, I'm over. I'm freaking, I'm freaking out. He's like, Pritz is up there. Find Pritz. He'll get it off of you. I run back upstairs, terrified. I'm like, Pritz, I'm over. And he's like, <laughs> running. He's, you know, put me through sprints and this and that. And he gets, I get on the aerodyne and he's 
pulling the zinger for me and I'm like, you know, there's 10 minutes to go. I have to run back downstairs and change and come back up. And I'm like, I can, I guess I'll check when there's no checking. You just wait and start and go. Uh And I, I honestly thought I was going to miss it. And actually, as I, as I had to, as I ran downstairs the last time to change, I remember as I passed the door, the exit door, I'm not thinking right. I'm like, if I don't make it, I'm coming back downstairs and going out that door, and I'm I'm out. I had no plan after. I was like, I don't. What? I just. What? I, you didn't know where you were going. No, no. It was like Terry in the fence or something. I was just like, I'm out. Uh, yeah. But I, was, I made weight, and uh, I remember they had big, big yeah. tubs of uh, big like tubs, tubs you could sit in, but they were ice and water. Yep. yep and I uh-huh. I ran down there and I just threw my head in there. It was, it was like frying hot. And uh, I made weight. I wrestled really well. I lost. Who did you wrestle? Um, Skylar Holman. God rest his soul. Skylar Holman, yeah. Yeah, he passed away a few years ago. But um, um, he was an All-American. I think I lost 5-4. Story of my life, right? Yeah. By point, you lose by 10. It doesn't matter. So, oh. never missed weight, Ben. Never missed weight. I, I almost missed weight at the Hargo Bin in Canada one time. And I, I was there I was, when I came back. It was the first time I made, uh, so it was plus two, so it was 76 kg in the fall of 2009. And uh, I remember I was probably like 0.2 over, and I just wouldn't stop moving when I was on the scale, so it kept bouncing around. And then eventually I just told the guy, listen, I, I made weight. I'm out of here. And they <laughs> wrote me down, I made weight. <laughs> what? You just, you just told him. You right know, now. like. Well, you know, you you know the scales. You keep moving; it'll like bounce between like point two zero, point four, somewhere in there, right? Yeah. So I just kept moving, and then eventually I said, "Eh, I made weight." And then he, <laughs> you know, I left. I left. Was it just like some some kid or some teenager they assigned to make sure everybody? Uh, no, he was a grown he was a grown man. Uh, but you know, I don't think he was doing all that important to the tournament. Yeah. So, you know, I was a lim- I was Olympian by that point. I had to bully him a little bit. Was, ah, I made <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Beta, you, do, you do some of the, I think, the cool stuff uh, on the floor wrestling team because you get to work uh, with these guys who we have down for what we call car washes. Yep. Um, which bring them down. You do stories and technique and skits and stuff like that. And just recently had a few more guys in town the past couple of weeks in yep. uh, Dustin Slater and Anthony Ashnall. You want to – Fill us in on some stuff that that's coming with those yeah, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, you know, um, a series of tech. I think a lot of techniques are already posted, and, and the stories are coming. Um, kind of the biggest. They, they both came down the same week, mm-hmm. uh, a week or two ago. Awesome time, and and I get to kind of hang out with these guys a little bit and get to know them better. Um, the really interesting one was Dustin Schlater, um, and it's like an hour long sit and talk, and it's actually I think I just uploaded it last night. It should run on the on the site today, I think. <laughs> Excuse me, but uh, you know he's had a really interesting career, and I didn't know as much as I do now about the injuries he had and the concussions and how long back the concussions had gone and how serious they were. Because I mean, let's remember this really? guy. Yeah, I didn't know that they they kept that quiet. Yeah, well, and and he he was afraid one that it would affect recruiting. That's how far back it goes, right? He didn't want it to get out, and then oh, two, really, and then that two. Far back? I, that's what I'm saying. And Whoa. two, he didn't, once he was competing, he didn't want anybody to know because he didn't want a guy's clubbing. He said he absorbed a, a Burroughs double leg that, you know, it did some damage. And he, the rest of the, mm-hmm. the match is fuzzy or, or however Dang. he explained it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but let's think about how good he was, you know. True freshman, NCAA champ with one loss. You know, he's on the trajectory yeah. to, mm-hmm. to 
Olympic, yeah, Olympics, Olympic gold, and you know it was what first, third, seventh, nothing. Place because he hurt that hurt that. And, and he, he kind of yeah. not kind. He totally details how he got hurt. It was right before Big Tens at practice, and yeah, uh, um, and, and, and they still know, came it, back. I, and he made a world team in between in '09. Yeah. Was there was there any talk about the Metcalf thing? Because obviously, you said you're doing the Metcalf documentary. Also, that was that was kind of like I believe Flo actually had one of their matches from their senior year up on the site. But that was like the first big high school rivalry that actually, um, you know, that actually was viewable for us. I don't know is that the right way to put it that we could actually follow, watch. I think online. so. That's and that's the first. Uh, that was right around. I don't know if I was with Flo or not at that point, but I was definitely on Flo and watching. Um, and that's the first like high school rivalry I remember hearing about, you know, in, in the late yeah. twenty, late two thousands, that first that first decade. And yeah, he he talked about it. And then of course we were doing the Metcalf film, and 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 it's not just Brent and Dustin, right? It's it's CP and and Brent's older brother Chase. So it was like those yeah. four were having battles from I think eight years forever, old, forever, you yeah. know, through through college. So really interesting dynamic between those two. And uh, yeah, that gets touched on in the film and and, and touched on with this uh, talk that I had with Dustin. Nice, awesome. What about uh, Anthony Ashnell? What did we learn from Mobbin? What did we learn from Mobbin? We what can we expect? We got a um, not. I mean, it's not as profound, right? Because I like you said, Ben. You're like, whoa! I le- I didn't learn quite as much crazy unknown stuff. But we did do a really a funny skit here in the office um, that our editor Nikki's working on. Hopefully, it'll be done. Today or this week, and uh, and that should be coming out. And then we got a couple others lined up. Um, speaking of Metcalf, but unrelated, Darian Caldwell will be coming down here in oh, March. Dang. Oh, that's yep, fun. Yep, uh, I was in touch with him. He seems super excited, and haven't locked it in. But uh, I've been talking with Gregor Gillespie, and he seems pretty nice. interested and pretty eager to come down. He's got a a schedule to work through, but um, we've been talking back and forth, and hopefully we can get down him down here in March and. Um, Couple others, and we're just going to keep doing this. And another thing, I'm, not, you know, I'm happy to say it is, you know, when we bring these guys down for car washes, we're paying them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, we're trying to create opportunities for athletes, and and we hope that that reflects that we can capitalize on these opportunities ourselves. But, you know, trying to create an economy around wrestling and and pay these athletes um, is a good thing. Absolutely. One thing uh, we didn't get to preview earlier this week is uh, the. Women's freestyle wrestle-offs that are going down this weekend. WCWA. Oh, yeah. yeah, at the WCWA championships. Andrew Spay will be there right outside Atlanta, Georgia. But um, there's three match or three weight classes that will be determined who our Pan Am Games rep will be to try to qualify the weight. Um, and and there's some really good matchups. Hot. And we'll start at 50 kilos uh, with Whitney Condor and Sarah Hildebrand. That one will be right away best of three. Um, so I think we should go weight by weight and make some picks on these because these are really, yeah, Whitney Condor who's been on multiple world teams yeah. here. And then Sarah Hildebrand, who's a world silver medalist. We, we talked about this a couple weeks back, but the women's freestyle Olympic team, they have the possibility to have a, a world medalist at almost every single weight, I think, or, or maybe, maybe every single one. I think they may be missing one weight class. 62, maybe. Yeah. 62. Well, Velty's got a medal. That's right. Velty does have a okay. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So I, I think that to me, for looking at 50, the question is how's Sarah Hildebrandt going to, how's the weight cut going to 
treat her? How is she going to react? Go ahead. She said, I, I interviewed her for the Rudest podcast a couple weeks back, and she said she was walking around just normally at 52 kilograms. Um, so, you know, not a big deal at all. And obviously, she wrestled 50K at uh, KG at Mateo Pelicone. She said it wasn't a big deal at all. All right. Well, then. Um, yeah. She had, go... she had the crazy match with uh, Victoria Anthony over there. Yep. I think uh, I think I like Sarah. I do too. I really like the way she wrestled at Mateo Pelicone. Like Ben said, didn't look like the weight affected her at all. Um, I'll take her in two matches. I agree. Two matches for Sarah Hildebrandt. She looked good at Mateo Pelicone. The weight didn't seem like an issue. She wrestled really, really high pace. I think she's winning that one. They ended up at 53 kilograms. Uh, Catherine Shy, Haley Agello. That would just be a one match. And then the winner of that get, goes to world champ Jakara Winchester, who's coming down to 53 kilos. Uh, ben, what, what do you think about this one? Um, I mean, I don't have too much of a take on the, on the first match, but I think Jakara wins. I mean, she just looked so good last year. So I don't really think Haley or Catherine can push Jakara that hard. I think she's going to be our rep. But obviously at the Pan Ams and the, and the Olympics. I, I, for me, same thing as, as I said with 50. And Sarah, you know, Jakara wins the title at 55. Moving down, I know it's only two kilos, but um, – it's a lot of weight, you know, four pounds, and, and how she can react to it. If she handles it fine, I think it's it's her all day. I I, th- I remember seeing Jakara, in, you know, the years leading up to this past year, thinking, wow, this girl's raw, this girl's good. When she fine-tunes a little bit, she's going to be really hard to beat, and she's done it. She won Worlds. She's super hard to beat, and if she can manage the weight at 53, I think it's it's hers. Yeah, I think I saw her post. Yeah, first time since 2003 she's been that low. Uh, she tweeted last night, but feels good and ready to wrestle. I'll take her. I, I think Catherine Shy uh, gets to uh, is the one that she wrestles. Uh, Shy's looked really good since she's been she's been back in the mix. And then the biggest one uh, will definitely be at fifty seven kilograms. The return of Helen Marulis, and she has a tough one right away with uh, multiple time world medalist Allie Reagan, uh, and then the winner of that gets multiple time world team member Jenna Burkett. Ben. Yeah, I think this is too hard. I mean, what was the last time we actually saw it? It's been quite a while now. Um, so, I don't know. It's, it's, for me, it's hard to pick this one. I mean, I think if Helen's operating at, at full capacity, I think it's her. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure. So, besides that, I, I like Jenna Burkett. I mean, kind of. I'm going to echo what he said. And it, I don't think – we haven't seen Helen wrestle since the 20 uh, – Eight, 18 worlds, right? Yeah. Budapest? That's a, yeah, I believe I feel so. Like that's, that's correct. And I, yeah, the biggest question is her health. And, it, you know, after she, you know, gosh, I don't, I don't know the severity of 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 her concussions and, and whatever yeah. else. But I, I mean, I've, it's one of those things where they're not real clear about it, right, Mark? I mean, we have we don't have a detailed analysis, so it's hard for us. But we've we've heard rumors that a really bad concussion issue, but I, I don't know that that's, I don't know that that's true. That's just what I've. Kind of heard through rumors, and I'm sure you're kind of the same way. I I don't think she's actually told me I've had really bad concussions, but I think she has alluded to it was bad, and I, I can't imagine what else it was. And maybe she said, you know, I think we all have heard it's concussions, and and that's just such a scary yeah. thing because it's like, man, just at, at some point, do you just stop or do you? <clears throat> she obviously took last year off. I'm sure she yeah. believes she's healthy, so I I believe she's healthy and. As you said, if she's 100%, it's hers, right? She was, she was the best wrestler on the planet two years ago. Um, and what's not the thing she still would be if, if she's 100% ready to go? Yeah. Kyle? Yeah. I, 
I'm I'm gonna take Kellen. I'll take Kellen to a, to win this spot. I guess I'm just assuming that she'll just be the wrestler that we saw last. Um, but like you guys have already said, when she's on, when she's on, she's the best out of these three, obviously. Um, and I, I'm gonna say this this nice layoff helped her get healthy mentally, physically, all that all that good stuff. And I know Ben, you you wanted to get a little crazy and make our Olympic team oh. picks. Well, I mean, I, I feel like the so I feel like I would I would echo that for the first three, right? The first three that I picked, I would say the same thing. Um, and I feel and, and so I think we're most of the way there because I think Tamira and Adeline, I don't know that they're going to be challenged at those weight classes. Then the, then the other weight class you look at where there could be some um, other possibilities is sixty two. At this right? point, I mean, I mean, yeah, and I see personally, I see Kayla Miracle. Uh, she's on the team this year. She's the, I guess, the rising star. But Velty's got a medal, as we said, and it's definitely going to be competitive. And you put the young Macy Kilty in there. Um, her time's coming. It's just a matter of time. And is it now? Yeah. Is it next year? Is it twenty twenty four? But she's going to be there. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would lean towards Kayla Miracle for that weight class for the time being. Um, Macy, obviously, she's a Wisconsin kid, so. Uh, I've been following her since. I mean, she grew up. Her and Keegan wrestled when they were like, I don't know, eleven years old or twelve years old or something, way, way, way back. Um, Who but won? yeah, I think uh, I don't think Keegan didn't lose to a lot of people. I mean, you know, one of the things that Keegan he didn't have a lot of success at the national level, say his freshman sophomore year, but he was always like he was always a winner. You know, he, he found ways to win. Um, when he needed to and he you know he just didn't find that he didn't ha- he, he kind of took a break there for a while at the national level and then um he found his groove again and and, not, and now you see that at the national level the kid finds a way to win almost, almost every single time I mean, he'll come up short once in a while but but he's very intelligent he knows wrestling and he, he figures figure out ways to win is that your way of saying you think he won against pacey oh i, I know he won he never <laughs> lost to Macy. no <laughs> okay. uh, sorry i thought i thought I, I thought i led with that oh you might have my it was cutting out a little bit Okay, sorry, yeah. I, I, I don't believe you ever lost, no. Yeah, I, well, you guys said the, the first three weights. Whoever you pick to be the rep after this weekend is probably the one you're picking to win in uh, State College. I like. I think I like Kayla Miracle at 62. Um, and then I, I think 68 and 76 are pretty obvious with Tamira and Adeline. And we've got two world champs. Yeah. Multiple yeah, times, yeah. right? And, and Adeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five times. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> uh, you got anything else there, Ben? You want to? No, I, I, th- I think that's our team. I, so I think, I mean, just it's Sarah, Jakara, um, Helen, maybe. Well, I mean, it, we'll, we'll know this weekend. You know, we'll see a lot. Yeah. Uh, then Kayla, Tamira, Adeline. I think that's who it is. Okay. Totes agree. Um, just announced yesterday. Uh, the Iowa Board of Regents approved a new twenty million dollar training facility for oh the my Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, wow! It's going to be right there, attached to Carver. Um, and on on the website, I don't know if they're going to call it this, but they, it says Carver Circle. And I don't know if that's like maybe like their fundraising campaign. And Terry Brands tweeted Carver Circle yesterday. That's all. Awesome. Um, so, just kind of. I, and there's a YouTube video on the site too that you can watch. It's it's got Tom Brands and Spencer Lee and um, a few donors to the Hawkeye Wrestling Club just talking about why this facility is so important. And uh, it w- it was interesting to hear Coach Brands because you could tell he clearly believes like they're behind in facilities. 
Yeah. And uh, they think it's it's holding them back in recruiting and uh, not not developing guys, but just getting guys on campus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I thought it was interesting to hear him just be that honest. Um, and it, it kind of got me thinking, first of all, what do you think about uh, kind of the, the arms race we're in in college wrestling? And then what schools Uh-oh. do you think – could use a facelift maybe to the wrestling. I, I, I got strong. I got strong feelings about the arm race. Okay, and it's not. It's, it's not just in wrestling. It's everywhere. You know, colleges are putting up all these new buildings everywhere. It's a. It's a scam, kids. It's a scam. Like, right? Why do? <laughs> why do you think? Why do you think college prices have doubled? Why do you think the student debt ratio uh, debt is at one point four trillion dollars? Because they put up all these new fancy things so you guys can live in these fancy buildings as eight. You don't need to live in fancy buildings as eighteen year old. Give me a freaking break. Grind, grind it out for a few years. Um, and so, that, and I think the same thing applies to wrestling and football, uh, football and every other college sport is like, this stuff is nice, but the amount it really genuinely helps you in life is probably not all that much. Right. I mean, yeah. maybe a tiny bit, maybe there's a little bit of benefit there, but then we see the facilities, they train it in Cuba or train it in Russia. And the reality of the situation is, while all this shit looks nice and shiny and fancy to 16 and 17 year old kids, um, it doesn't do all that much to help you get all that much better. I I I think that's a very good point. And uh, one thing, I I was got a really nice facility. It's not the nicest, yeah. you know, but it's it's up there, you know. They they just it's been a few years now, I guess, but they expand. They've got three circles plus probably another maybe full mat. Um, locker room attached with uh off it's a it's really nice room but i mean it you said it's the arms race and uh if they think they need an upgrade yeah yeah it just just scares me you know i don't worry about the haves and the haves nots that's not what i really worry about what i really worry about is i mean very few college programs are still running in the black are running in the black even even despite the growth in attendance at events and and viewership online i mean we said that out to the btn uh, record numbers a couple days ago but even even despite that we're still not running in the black and so then when you know they're running in the red and then they're going to ask their admins for hey i need eight million dollars to build the facility right they're not iowa but say pick another program hey we need eight million dollars is that college admission are going to look at them like uh, well we, we might be better off without you and not spending this eight million dollars i mean is that what's going to happen and i don't know that that's the case but i think that's a po- distinct possibility I think that's why you're seeing a lot, a lot of these schools have to spearhead their fundraising efforts on their own, you know, instead of instead yeah. of having just go to the uh, athletic director or their board or whatever and ask for ask for money. So you're seeing a lot of these. They, and I'm not saying they fund Iowa wrestling is going to fund all twenty million dollars of this, but they they've raised yeah. a significant portion of their own that. Like let's say really how, do you, do you know what percentage at all or no no I don't but there's a guy in the video um and I can that link that's in the doc band if you want to watch after the show but he talks about how okay. he donated a million dollars oh um, well wow just wow. a Iowa guy that went to Iowa sounds like he had no attachment to wrestling until he was a student there and just fell in love with it and he's gone on to be really successful um, and I remember a few years ago they were uh, they had a a page going around. Uh, they've been working on this facility for a few years now like in the works planning and everything Mm -hmm. and and they i remember they raised four or five million at the time um if i remember correctly but uh but then it got me thinking about the what schools 
could probably use a new facility. And wait, this so one, Brecky, what, what what are your feelings? You didn't give us your feelings on the RMJs. I don't know. Good, I, it, bad, and different. Uh, I, I think it's good. I think well, okay. I get what you're saying. I absolutely get what you're saying, and yeah. there are negative parts to it. But I do think it is good, um, because we're seeing like schools like Campbell get this awesome new, really nice yeah, facility, and uh, Rutgers just got this awesome new facility. So you're seeing, you're seeing, and Little Rock, Mike Matt was just there. Yeah, um, that's nice. They have this awesome facility, so I, I think it, I think it can end up being good and, and positive for wrestling. Um, cool, but. It, I do think it is interesting to talk about schools that can maybe use a facelift. And I know bring this school up right away, Oklahoma state, because it's been talked about a lot. Their ADs have actually been pretty open about it. Uh, Cause they just built them a brand new baseball stadium and even said wrestling's next. Um, and he said that we've honestly probably ignored wrestling for too long because they've just been successful. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you guys think about the Cowboys getting a new facility? I think I think they could use one. And what's interesting is, back to I, I was in college so long ago, but when I was in college, they got they got that that was a new room right around 2000. So they used to be in like the basement on the other side of the building. So it was like that was state of the art. That was amazing. Do you remember that one time? I don't even know why I remember this, but we were like in town. It was either my redshirt year or maybe the sophomore year one of the years we wrestled in Stillwater, and they were releasing a new logo or a new uh, for, for oklahoma state and they had they actually had them covered everywhere so it was covered on the wall of the oklahoma state wrestling room and they revealed that weekend and it was this uh oh it was on fire and uh everyone hated it they made fun of it and they got rid of it within a year or two the flaming <laughs> oh do you remember that no 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 i'm gonna look you don't remember right that I mean, Ben, the, I was graduating by then. Flaming, oh, I, I feel like maybe it was my red Maybe it wasn't my redshirt year. Because my redshirt year, I went down and watched, which then you would have been a senior that year. That would that was the maybe year I thought had, I was going to miss weight. So I, yeah, th- maybe there was an O on the wall. I wasn't paying attention. That is pretty bad. <laughs> you see it, Bracky? Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, real quick, someone on I, – I didn't really read the – the Carver Circle website too much, but it says that it will be entirely funded by private donors. Oh wow! And that they've million? already they've already accounted Damn. for like eight million. They got a lot of support. Whoa. But back and to go ahead. Also, Pitt. Someone else put Pitt Ooh, is Pitt getting a use... new is getting is getting a new okay. facility. Yeah, They're getting they, ready to break ground. They've definitely got a small. You know who else? Um, Illinois, Illinois. I mean, but they got everything they need. But they could use if we're talking about the arms race. Yeah, they could, Edinburgh. Obviously, um, let me think here. Minnesota I mean, people said Wisconsin, and 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 they're right on that one. I just don't know that it's happening. Obviously, the Wisconsin wrestling room is in Camp Royal Stadium. Um, real estate is very tight in Madison. I mean, it's really packed. It's on an isthmus. I don't know if you guys know that ge- geographical term. Yeah, I would um, say it's cool. Stuck between two lakes, so there's not really a whole lot of places to go. Um, so, you know, I, I just don't know that it's ever going to happen. And it, it, it's nice enough, right? Like Kind of like I went on the, the rant in the beginning. Uh, even Oklahoma State, they have a f- really nice facility. It's got a lot of space. They have everything they need. But, you know, they are kind of behind, say, at Cornell or Ohio State or those people. Um, I don't know that it's really going to help all that much. They're still getting the number one recruiting class next year, despite <laughs> their room. This is true. Yeah. And so, I, I think the way a lot of these schools are getting – you know, the new facility 
is they they go in with other sports. Like the Cavelli Center is not just for mm, wrestling. Yeah, sure, sure. Like the yeah. volleyball volleyball teams are both there, and I believe like Pitt's new complex is part of a whole new Olympic sports uh, type area. Um, so it's very sc- few schools that have their standalone wrestling facility. Well, um, how many schools do Michigan, Cornell, Cornell? There's there's, there's Ohio State. So you're State. not counting. I, you're not, you're I mean, not, you are. Or you're not counting Ohio State. I say you should. I mean, Arizona State does, but it's pretty simple. Yeah, West Virginia is a standalone. Um, yeah, I, I don't think the standalone is, is, Campbell's, is really, I haven't been to Campbell's new one. It's I think not. It, it was not. It's not. Oh, uh, I don't think so. I think they just. Add, I mean, I remember being there a couple years ago when they had the drawings, and I think they were just adding on to their current space, which was part of the basketball arena. Gotcha. Cornell's adding on yeah. to their yeah current Why? place. I would Why? imagine so they can have more room, Ben. <laughs> Mark, don't, don't be a don't be a don't be a bully, Mark. Oh, to the ultimate bully. I right. Uh, I mean, well, let's see. Twelve hundred. I'm not a bully. No. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Um, they see twelve hundred, right? Maybe they want to increase that. Um, oh, that's my guess. I thought, I thought I thought it was like twenty five hundred. It could be. No, I'm I don't think so. They got they got a, they got a uh, gym next door that holds like four thousand, but I, I don't mm-hmm. think it's more than twelve or maybe fifteen hundred. I could be wrong. I don't okay. think you can squeeze okay. two thousand in there though. Got have it. you ever been there, Ben? Cornelia, I have been there uh, a long time ago. Yeah, I've never been there for um, the match setting, but I've been there to work out and stuff. Got it. Hmm. I think we can go ahead and start getting into a few questions from friends because I think there are some um, that could create some good discussion instead of just yeah. uh, a yes or no. Um, <laughs> for, uh, for, ask this one, Bracky. Y'all overdue for a trip to cover Russian nationals. Yeah. Will your next visit include a tour of their dope facilities? Bader, that, Bader, you could be our Russian spy. <laughs> you could be nah. the guy who, who, who busts them. Da da da. Are we are we ah, gonna get back ah. at Russian Nationals? Um potentially. We actually we actually have a so crazy story. I'm like at Beat the Streets and uh Ben, you were there, in Madison Square yeah. Garden in the theater. And it's before the whole thing starts and I'm like going in the uh, I was in the crowd, I forget what I was doing, talking to somebody but I'm I'm walking back up towards the stage and somebody yells my name. And I'm like kind of in a hurry to get where I'm going. I think somebody just wants to say hi or something. I'm like, hey. And he's like, no, hold on. Come here. I'm like, okay, what? He's like, I'm going to Russia soon. And, you know, I want to – I'm like – it turns out he like works in the not film industry but something. He goes there and shoots like some stuff and he gets an interview at Dagestan with Kurban Aliyev. And he's he, – I think he wow. went and searched around for Sajulayev. I don't think he ever found him but he like went up into the mountain. So – it sent us that footage. <laughs> is this Angelaev like Evan the Sasquatch or something? I don't you know. I don't. He maybe. I don't know. Right. <laughs> we went up in the mountains. We couldn't find Angelaev. He was hiding, <laughs> hiding in the trees or something. But I think he like went to like the village or the area within Dagestan where he's from and maybe talked with his teachers uh, or coaches or something. Uh, it was real. And this guy like speaks Russian and even this dialect. So we do uh, have some stuff coming out from Russia. I don't have a current trip plan to Russia, which is always fun, but uh, yeah, yeah. You, well, you know, um, you know that uh, Z Z, the old Oklahoma State heavyweight, he still works with Mike Novogratz, so maybe you can, you know, swing by New York City, pick him up to be your translator, and then head over there and and you know infiltrate or something. Galagayev. Every time you I, you suggest I go to Russia, you want me to spy and infiltrate. I can't <laughs> just go and just cover wrestling. 
Listen, I mean, if you're happy with the Russians cheating and being Americans because they're cheating, listen, that's cool, but that seems kind of communistic, Vader. I thought you were a great patriot. I am a great patriot. I am also, uh, I love my life. (laughs) 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 I have a a young one to look after. Yeah, I don't want to make the wrong people upset. Now that we need to get some. We- weapon skills or weapons trainings or a hiding, you know, hiding, or maybe you could fly a plane out or something. Like yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that. But I can't say it live on the air <laughs> if I'm going to do that, right? You got to be coy. Well, that would be the, that would be the ultimate trick. <laughs> you you, you see, literally said you're going to do this. And you're like, oh, you really think I was going to say I was going to do it and then I'm going to do it? And then they I'm, would never know. I'm not that dumb. <laughs> now that we're winning like world titles and beating them, would they even allow us? Yeah, I mean, they've, they, you know, this guy came over and said, I'm with Flow Wrestling, and they opened their arms and were really inviting from everything he told me. Um, you know, okay. maybe they're, se- I don't know that they would tell us all their secrets, but they sure. let us roll the cameras on, on their, tra- and that's not the national team or, or the, you know, their, um, the Russia's team, it was yeah. whoever was training in, in Dagestan at the time, but we, we know a lot yeah, of. Yeah, but who's ever, who's ever trained in Dagestan, that's like. Some of the best. team world teams. I mean, that's. Azerbaijan's guys and Ukraine and now, now they're like in France and Italy and Georgia. Yeah, every, everywhere else. Mm-hmm. This is true. Yeah. Uh, Bader, you should do it. All right. I'm in. I'm going. <laughs> not Sign the, me up. Not the, <laughs> get my, not the get spying, my visa. Not the spying part unless you really want to. Then then I'd be pumped for that. But then, uh, you know, <laughs> get some get some film for us leading up to 2020. Build, build some more context. All right. It's done. Okay. okay. Talk to my travel agent. From Russia to American high school wrestlers <laughs> doing rock, paper, scissors to decide who gets the wind and other Dragon Ball Z stuff that I don't understand. I'm sure you guys have probably seen it on Twitter. It's been going crazy. We got like three different questions about it. So what are your thoughts on these clips that are that are going viral? Go ahead, Ben. I, I, I don't really care. I, I don't know. It's kind of... Uh... Kind of whatever, right? Well, it seems like because uh, there were like two camps. There's the camp that like, uh, like I saw Bryce Meredith tweet like, "This is ridiculous." Like these kids need their bus Bryce walks. Meredith has never never done anything ridiculous in his life. I'm sure. <laughs> I good. But then you had because so, the one re- the one ref like literally like kicked these dudes off the mat when they did like the, Dra- that, the that, Dragon Ball <laughs> Z thing, and Sebastian uh, Rivera was like. Uh, why the ref got to be like this? Like, just just let them do what they want to do, and then everyone yeah. was jumping back at Sebastian, like, "No, this is lame. This is disrespectful to the sport." Blah blah blah. And Sebastian's like, "Y'all are a bunch of hardos. Like, they're just trying to have fun." Uh, so uh, there were a lot of people wanting our opinion on it. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I'm not gonna say it's like disrespecting the sport or whatever. I just think like now that everyone's doing it, it's like getting kind of lame. But the first few times, yeah. I guess, were kind of funny. I saw, I saw, I saw. I did see it yesterday, and I'm not on social media probably as much as you are, but I, I go on most most days. And uh, as, as soon as I saw it, I thought the same thing as Seabass. I'm like, I didn't, why the ref got to be like that? I was like, oh come on, they're just, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. And and I see both ways, right? But I don't know. I guess I don't care, right? You're gonna win. Yeah. You're gonna lose. Whatever. Yeah. I, I, These I, guys I obviously agree. aren't contending for a district sectional state titles right right i, I would yeah, assume yeah. right if you're, it's a no, big it's, match yeah. and you're a very competitive wrestler you're not going to do it yeah if, if it was in the state finals we might be having a different discussion <laughs> i mean if you want to do that in the state finals <laughs> i guess 
All right, Kevin, Kevin Mulder, he wants to know. I know we talked a little bit about it yesterday. I can't remember if we made if we went on record and made our picks, but who you got between Mesa Paris and Big Daddy Cass this Saturday? I'll be at the duel. Oh. I'm pumped to see this match. You're going? You're going? No, oh, this guy. Just, oh, Ke- oh, I, was I, just like, what? I didn't know you were going. No, Kevin Mulder. Oh, is he in a dock here? In our... Yeah. Um, got I got Big Daddy Cass. I was really impressed with him against Neville's last week. I know Mason Paris is a lot better. I, I just see Mason having a, a big struggle to score on um, Big Tone. I got Mason Paris. And Ben, did you say I know really? Paris? You said, did you just say I know Paris is better? Or no, did I you mean better? I than, say that. Yeah, you did. Maybe you were talking I about. Did. Maybe he's better than he used to be. He is better than he used to be. He got a lot better. I, than I thought that's what you said. <laughs> Anyways, okay. um, yeah, I don't know. Why not? I got I got Mason Paris. It's gonna be a great match. Cassiope could win. I'm taking Paris. What's up? All right, I'll take. I'll, I'll split it. Big tone. I liked. I Big liked. Tone. The, I liked what I saw out of him last week with the scrambling. Um, I think he matches up well athletically with with Paris, and I, I think he's got really good defense and will uh, stuff some of those shots from Paris. And you do not want to be under Big Daddy Cass. No, you do not. Ben just picked him because he's an Iowa lover. Ben loves <laughs> That's Iowa. You, you're trying to prove you're not an Iowa homer, Mark. Ben, when you were when you were at Carver, did you have a lot of Hawkeye fans coming up to you? No, and- no one harassed me. So this is funny because Bono and Reader said when they were there in December. All the Iowa fans are saying, tell Askren this or tell Askren that. Or they, they were bad. Badgering, reader bottle in my, uh, you know, for me. But then when I was actually there in person, I didn't have anyone badger me. I took a bunch of nice pictures with nice Iowa folks. And uh, I don't think I had one person badger me. Probably because you've done a 180 on the on Iowa on here. <laughs> That's it, because I'm the biggest Iowa fan now. But yeah. I, just, I, just flipped, I just flipped out on DeSanto earlier this week. So maybe people would say I'm not. That's true. They, they we'll might. Mark, what's idea. your take? I, I, yeah, what's your take on DeSanto? I don't want to, you know, I know you got you're in tight with Iowa, so I don't want to get you in trouble or anything. <laughs> what there. do you mean? What's your what, what's your take on DeSanto? Give me like. I mean, mean there, he's did, a really did, good wrestler. Did he, did, no, stop. He is a good wrestler. Did he? Did, did he? Well, that's yeah, true. Okay. Did he? Did he play up the knee injury? Was he really as hurt as he thought he was? Uh, was it illegal by Roman Bravo Young? Like, he, you know, he, I don't. I don't think he was playing it up. I don't think he was like. I don't think there was theatrics involved. He wasn't. Um, you know, he's, wh- he's not a thespian. <laughs> he, I, I, maybe he wasn't as hurt as he thought he was. And Tom Brand said this in the post yeah. in the press conference afterwards. Yeah. He's never have, been in, in a situation like that. And the knee, I'm sure, it did hurt. And maybe it was really bad. Maybe it's torn up. But. Um, you yeah. know the the all the emotion the the moment the crowd like I got hurt then I got cradled uh it's gonna mess with your head a little bit right yeah and whether uh, or not he got I cradled because me. he got hurt but it's all of it at one now you're like shoot the duel's gonna ride I'm gonna lose if I can't wrestle then I lose and I was I were gonna lose right that's a lot of pressure and a lot of things yeah. to put in somebody's head all at once and you could see it, it looked to me that was that that had an effect on him yeah. I think I think yeah I think the injury scared him. Whether he heard something or felt you know I think it scared him and he struggled to shake it off. Um, hey, you look, know what? No, I actually I have something here. Yeah, Recky, go. You know what? And I, I'm really disappointed. Mark Bader has not done this yet, but Mark Bader <laughs> has this history of challenging wrestlers who are bigger than him and probably better and did things. And you know what? I would like to see. Oh boy, <laughs> I, I would like to see a two minute go. How many how many turn points Spencer Lee can score on Mark Bader? 
I mean, that's what I would like to see. Because you know, we did the cradle challenge, Mark, and I was successful. I in fact cradled you. Jordan Oliver, Jordan Oliver did not cradle you. This is right? true. Yeah, yeah. How many points? How many points could Spencer Lee score in two minutes on top? And you obviously, if you escape, if you escape, it's over and you win. But I think that's very. I, I don't think. Ooh, that's I like that because then I can get turned twelve times and sneak and escape at the end. Could I win? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I think you're screwed. No, you said if I get away, I win. Yeah, you win. You win. You win. If you so get you know, away, I get, I get I turned thirteen times and I somehow you get away. I, you're not getting away, Mark. I, I mean, knee him in the quick. groin or something and get away. <laughs> well, that would be illegal, and we would stop the match and put you back down. Oh, accidental. It's incidental. How I don't. So, yeah, uh, I would do that. Bracket, That'd be fun. You right? would I mean, do it. Bracket, well, the only thing. Like, DeSanto talked about. He's like, when I wrestled him in the state finals the next day, my arm was black and blue. But whatever, it would hurt. I could do it. How many times did or how many did, points? Did, did Did you take a kick from uh, Mo oh my, Wall's coach? Three, three <laughs> oh, you're, Muay Thai you're so kicks in there. each leg. Uh, you're we were so like, dumb. Oh Why did God. you do that? Cause he put me on the spot. He's like, you... <laughs> oh, Peter, you know you can say no. Well, like I, the, I was like doing it for yeah, yes, man. It was a good video. I literally <laughs> thought Mola Wall's Muay Thai trainer. What was his name? I forget. Uh, it'll come I don't to remember me. Either. Melkor Maynard, uh, I think, was a world champion okay. kickboxer, and uh, yeah, he's like, just let him kick you. It'll do five percent, fifteen percent, forty percent, and it felt like somebody took a knife and sliced my leg apart, yanked. All everything apart till the bone was there. He took a freaking aluminum bat right to. Uh, he just. Oh cut god! I was thought oh, I was gonna throw man. up. It swelled up for a week. Oh, it's t- it's terrible. <laughs> ben, when you were asking oh. him about a challenge, I thought you were gonna go uh, the DeSanto DeSanto route. Oh god! Oh, I'd rather go underneath. Let's do back to back. Let's do them back to back. <laughs> no <laughs> way. How many turn points can Spencer get on um, on Bader? And then Bader turns around, has to go takedowns with the Santa for two minutes. Oh my god! I need my earpiece going yes. out, but I need yes. like a third I'm minute so break excited. in between. Those I'm going to show because, up in um, Iowa City. I'm going to show up for this Bader. I'll be the referee. He's going to be. The I'll be the referee. He says. Well, you know, we I did a cradle challenge against Ben. Uh, I won. Bef- hold on, before one of your fights up in um, yeah, it was Oklahoma. Thackerville uh, at that uh, casino. I remember mm-hmm. who you fought, but you cheated. We they said go. I cheated my butt. I it was won. Mo the Wall. I think was the referee, and yeah, you yeah. like jumped because he said go, and I grabbed your arm immediately, and you said I could stall. So all I was gonna do is hold on to that arm, and I had it, and you said oh false start, let's do it again, and we started again, and I made it a good forty seconds, but yeah, he like turned me over on my back, and I'm like well it doesn't count, it's not a cradle, and then he. Then he locked up the crate. Yeah. He can uh, grab my neck so and crank a, it or something. A, that's, a video, that's a video somewhere. It's on, yeah. All right. It's on, it's on so the we're internet. showing up in Iowa City for the, the, the <sighs> Spencer Lee turn challenge and the DeSanto takedown challenge. You cannot Bader, do that, this back you know, to back. Back to back. That would go viral. Back to back. This is like I would, pros versus Joes or something. I would throw up. Oh, Get the bucket. So excited. Um, it's an off-season kind of thing. I would have to train and get in shape for that. Yeah. <laughs> you are a veterans world champion. I'm a veterans national champion, world team member. Let's... Oh, you did not win worlds. I Jeez, didn't win failure worlds. Raider. Failure. I know. You <laughs> uh, Tony Rotundo, one of the best photographers in the wrestling game. Shout out to Rotundo. Uh, I think this is coming off the discussion we had yesterday about what they call moves in uh, certain parts of the country. Uh, 
Do you guys know what they call a wizard in Russian? What about a Granby no. roll? I don't know any the names of any moves in Russian, I don't think. I don't think they do a Granby roll in Russia because it's not folk style. Oh, yeah. Probably you give not. give up two, right? Yeah. Yeah, you give up two. That's a bad idea. Did that one time. Not you so know good. some Russian, don't you, Bader? Uh, yet. <laughs> Little. No. Well, I think Nyet means no, so uh, yeah, I don't even know how bye, to say bye, it. Bye, 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 da da da, Piva, da 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 da, Piva, Dino. What NCAA champ from the past twenty years would you le- least like to wrestle? Steve Mako. Oh, that's a good pick, right there. Next question. Who you got? I don't. You asked me that earlier, but that was my knee jerk reaction, yeah. without a doubt. That's 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 a good pick, Peter. I think uh, without thinking about it too hard, that's probably similar. I thought he would try of, to hurt uh, you. He would. He wouldn't feel guilty for being uh, like a hundred pounds bigger than you. He wouldn't feel guilty at all. No. Well, it's like it's like he said in the flow film when he was in high school that other teams and like parents would come up to him and be like, "Hey, like you know, can you take it easy on this guy?" And he's like, "No. <laughs> if you don't want him to get hurt, don't 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 put him out there." Yeah, so he took it as a compliment. Yeah, I took it as a big compliment. A guy forfeited to me. Giant smile. Oh, on his face. All these guys get pissed off when they forfeit to him. Mako thought it was great. <laughs> uh, I, I thought of Metcalf. I don't. I wouldn't want to wrestle that. That's no fun. Uh, going underneath Zane Rutherford would not have been fun. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think Mako is the fairly easy answer. Okay. Um. Question for you, Mizzou guys. Do you do you miss the old Big Twelve? Are they, ta- are they talking about the? I saw this. Are they talking about the bar? The old Big Twelve. <laughs> I don't think they're. Uh, I don't, I don't know if they're talking again, about that. I, again, I, I don't drink at all, Kyle. But they had this night where they gave they gave quarter and they were they were quarter beers and they were just like you know probably eight ounce cup fair. quarter draws. They were called Ben quarter draws. Yeah, drinks <laughs> are. It got ugly, Kyle. I was sober. I'll tell you. It was, it was not pretty in that place. <laughs> so, Ben, since you didn't drink, were you the one that ha- were, was like in charge of keeping everybody in line? Yeah, and that was my job. And I, I was kind of a transcriber, so I would I would also then remind them all the stupid crap they did. <laughs> that's why you did that. You did that. And it was dumb. I mean, luckily there's no iPhones back in the day. So I stupid stuff. Just like I just had to tell them about all the stupid stuff they do. That's great. We choose whether or not to believe them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think he's talking about the you know the, the conference. conference. Yeah. I. You know what? I I do a little bit because when when I when we were in school, Big Twelve was it. It was I would argue that, that it was, was tougher it. than the Big yeah. Ten. It was Missouri, yes. who was when, when I started the worst team, and it was uh, Oklahoma, who was really good back then. Oklahoma State, Nebraska. And Iowa State, and Iowa State was top two or three of the country at the time. Yeah, I mean it was so good at that time, Bader. There were, I mean, we had four teams in the top ten, I believe, for a while, and the other one was like, you know, fourteenth or whatever. Yep. Big Ten, Big Ten guys will never give it up that that we were tougher for a few years there, but <laughs> it, it it is true. And that was, you know, the other thing about that era was you were capped on the amount of people you could send to nationals. I think it was capped at say thirty six out of the fifty, and that was as high, and you couldn't go any higher. But if it was on a current system, we probably would have had another handful of spots. So qualifying for the Nationals was really difficult. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Pop- <laughs> Pop's red foot. Give, uh, give, give Mark a hug. Give Mark a come hug. Come on. Come on. Tell me. Okay. Thanks. 
I would have been there. Um, Pops Redfoot, uh, what do you think of Maryland's uniforms? I don't know if you guys have seen. They, they've the gone double. to the two-piece for the most most of the season. Uh, Edinburgh did this for a few duels a couple years ago. Uh, I think all of us were going to agree that we are absolutely in favor of it. Yeah. It just it just won't catch on for whatever for whatever reason. It's hard to say why, but it's just not catching on as much. It's been you know people smart high level people have tried to push it and it just has not caught on. You know when the whole when the movement first started, I was like, and they were talking twenty. I don't know if when the movement started yeah. twenty twelve. I remember having this conversation back at the old Fifth yep. Street HQ, and it's like. No, I'm 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 a singlet guy. I, I it's what wrestling is, and and then and the more I thought about it, I was like, oh wait, okay, yeah, kids don't want to wrestle because of the singlet, and okay, yeah, to other people maybe it looks kind of weird. For that reason, for the sport to grow, I think maybe we should get rid of it. But like you said, the double is not catching on at all. I don't know, and it just something about the Maryland look. It doesn't look completely right. I don't know if the top and bottom yeah. are a little bit different color. I can't put my finger on it. I, I feel the same a, way. Yeah, it's a little bit off. I don't. Yeah, that's a color scheme, or I'm not sure. Hey, hey, uh, I don't know if this is just because they're my friends, but I noticed on our Facebook stream that both Josh Wagner and Greg Warren have joined, and they probably also had some good nights at, at Big Twelves on quarter draws, Bader. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> a generation ahead and a generation behind at Missouri. Greg Warren, shout out to Wes Wesley. Wes Wesley, red alert. Um, yeah, shout out to. Alex Clemson though for for doing the two piece and I know yeah, he's been a big absolutely. uh proponent of trying to push that so um shout out to him for doing that and hopefully it does catch on more because and you know we do it at um Flow Nationals who's number 1 and uh something that we would absolutely like to see moving forward and see I I and again I'm not to pick on Maryland cuz I appreciate them going with the double but the ones at at who's at Flow Nationals and who's number one? I like those better, and I guess it's the the colors or something. I'm not sure the design. Do you think it's maybe because it's the same color? Like maybe the top and bottom should be different colors. Are they both black? Is that what Maryland is? I guess I don't know. Just something about it. I I I also put my finger. finger, I I agree. I can't put my finger on it, but I agree with your sentiment. Thank you. All right, Ben. This is a good one for you, Regan Wright Uh at Coach Wright BV. I watched all of my 160-pounders matches from this year and found out that he gets reversed 66% of the time he starts a period on top. Going down or going forward, what's the plan? Auto-neutral when the other guy goes down? Duh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely freaking auto-neutral. That just happened in an Iowa duel. Who was it? Someone, uh, One of the guys wanted to cut, or was it not Iowa duel? What match was it? And they someone got wanted to cut someone, and they got reversed. Who the heck was it? Oh, uh... I'm- didn't that happen in Assad Brooks? Yeah, I think it was Assad Brooks, and he got reversed and then spent some time on bottom. It was yeah. Assad Brooks. Yep, you're right. On that. It completely um, took him out of the match too. It took like yeah, every it took chance. a lot of win. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know why guys do that when you have the just put them neutral option. Yes. Yeah. When you know, you're, especially when you know you're not gonna when you're not a turner when you have no chance of turning. Just just effort cut them like you know. I mean, one of the things that kid, high school kids especially do that I think is so dumb is. They they get that early takedown and for some reason they think they have to ride. And it's like, well, why do you have to ride? You don't. And then they, they put all this effort in, they get called for stalling when it's like, okay, you could have just taken them down like three more times that period. Instead, it's effing now, it's two to one and you have a stall warning. Like well, why why do you put yourself in that situation? I even see the same thing in college duels, you know, where one guy's yeah. a lot better than the other duels, matches, wherever. You know, you'll take him down and ride him for 
two minutes, and then in the third period, he's working really hard to try to take him down four or five times to get the major. It's like, man, you took him down in the first 30 seconds. Yeah. I think you can maybe Seriously. take him down two or three more times in the first period, set yourself up for that major or attack. Yeah, and that's exactly what we talked about with uh, Caleb Young at 57 against Pfeiffer. He rode for yep. like three and a half minutes, but took him down two or three times pretty easily. Could have yeah. been playing uh, catch and release with him and uh, gotten the major. Uh, so yeah, Reagan Wright, auto neutral. Now, so hey guys, we got the interesting email from from Quant yesterday. Did, Ricky, I think they misspelled your name, so I don't think you were on it. Um, I got it but, forwarded to me from by David Bray. Yeah. Okay, so Quant Quant's a company out of Illinois, and they're they're trying to build out a, a system where they can um, uh, score wrestling matches properly with with statistics and everything else. And so they sent us email yesterday, and, and I found it to be fairly fascinating. Um, so it said, "Let me uh, shoot." Sorry, I'm trying. I'm trying to find it on my email right now. Um, but it said that uh, the amount of times they shoot and score, and the, uh, the national average was right around 24 percent, and I believe Spencer Lee was right around 60 percent or something like that. Gosh, um, on, on, bo- on both sides, and the Zahid was. He was something similar, like 60, 65, 70% of the times he attacks, he scores. Did you say the national average was 24%? Yeah, and so this is this is not once you get your hands locked. This is just I shoot a single leg, right? A shot's um, a shot, yeah. A shot's a shot. So this doesn't, whether they down block it or sprawl or whatever, doesn't matter. When they shoot, that's how many times they get there. You know what's interesting? The first wrestling match I ever went to my entire life, my old, you know, my older brother started wrestling in high school, and I went to one of his matches. No idea what's going on, right? But I remember thinking, and this is you know, mid to low level high school wrestling back then. Yeah. I'm like, every time the guy goes, he gets underneath, and the other guy gets behind him. <laughs> right? That's what I remember yeah. thinking. Why uh-huh. do you keep trying to go when every time you try? To... Anyways, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so I mean, it, it is very interesting, and um, you know, I I would like to say I don't know what the statistics bear out, and obviously, you know, um, I know when I'm watching. Hey, this guy's really good at single. Like, I'm not going to shoot uh, a head inside single leg on Sammy Sasso, right? I'm probably going to find a different way to attack him, you know. And so, you know, there's, there's some of the bigger, easy ones that you can see, but it would be it would I think it would be really beneficial to coaches to have that data. Hey, bro, you only score seventeen percent of the single legs, and forty-two percent of the time you get scored on. Maybe you should not shoot that one as much, or maybe you should work on your finish, or you know, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever the answer is. I have the stats pulled up, Ben. If you want to talk about them, okay. Yeah, well, go ahead. I couldn't. So find yeah, the email. national average on uh, left side singles twenty-four percent, right side singles twenty-four percent, double legs twenty-six percent, and uh, they also were nice enough to give us Spencer Lee and Zahid's breakdown. Um, so for Spencer, left side singles forty four percent, right side singles sixty two. That's his uh, money shot there. And then uh, the double leg, he's zero for one on doubles. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I hold on. I did. I asked to clarify this um, with them. I sent another email. I don't know. I think I maybe maybe forgot to click reply all. But so their attacks, they go right single means head inside, left single means head inside, and then they have a double leg, and then left side crotch, right hand crotch. So. Um, they, 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 so these are head inside shots, not head outside shots. Is this D1? What is this? This is D1, correct. Okay. They, I think they had like 5,000 matches cataloged this year or something wow. like that. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Almost 6,000 D1 matches. Almost 6,000 D, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a lot, it's a lot of damn matches. 
Um, and then for Zahid, just to follow up real quick, left side single, uh, 39%, right side 36 double leg 47, though. Yeah. <laughs> Still almost half. Good luck stopping that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, I th- but I think if you also knew what percentage ended up with the other person scoring and then what percentage ended up with, you know, no score, so it might be, you know, a stalemate or just, you know, the scramble, they break apart or they go out of bounds. I think that would be really, you know, interesting to follow that also. Yeah, and then, and then and then further. So then the other thing I asked furthermore is like, okay, so you know, so this when I shoot a right to single, everything is encompassed into scoring or not. Like it would be really interesting to see if, okay, when you get your hands locked, what percentage do you score? Yeah, right. Because I, I I just know for me, if I got my hands locked, I'm eighty to ninety percent. So for me, it was like, what am I strategies? Hey, just get my hands locked. That's it. Like I don't need to worry about a perfect shot. I literally just need to get my hands locked. And I think certain kids are like that, and they worry too much about having that perfect shot. It's like, don't worry about being perfect. Just every, look at when you get your hands locked, you're 84%. Just, just go figure out a way to get your freaking hands locked. When did you figure that out, Ben? Cause I, you know, I've watched you wrestle a lot and yeah. God, it was, sometimes it was really ugly. It's like bent over and backwards and you just <laughs> barely got your hands locked. And you're like, I figured you would finish cause I'd, I'd seen you so much, but it's like, yeah, you figured that out on your own. Well, when I was, when I was a little fat kid, uh, and remember, I, so I, I lost all that weight. I don't know. Yeah. I was fifth, fifth, sixth grade. But when I was a little fat kid, my whole strategy was just get my hands locked and then wait for them to do something stupid and then, you know, get on top of just, them. Just. Right? Okay. Because, because little kids do stupid stuff. And then, you know, somehow I just kept using it, kept using it. And then obviously, you know, kind of stuck with me as I got better. I had a good grip. Now my shoulders pay for it. Like my shoulders, <laughs> I don't have a lot of pain. Like, you know, if I fell asleep like this, it would really hurt or something. But and I, I have lack of mobility in both shoulders. But. Um, hey, I got I got some good mileage out of it. Yeah, you did. Amen. <laughs> hey, uh, I like this question from Blake. Uh, pick one: coaches' red yellow card system, NCAA dual championship. Uh, red shirts can be re- can wrestle four matches and keep their red shirt, or uh, U.S. senior level duels teams. Which one would you US choose? Senior. Man, U.S. senior. Uh, I would go to the NCAA dual championships. So that's, I'm assuming that they mean that you don't have to can't you could have two NCAA championships, uh, dual championships, and then obviously the individual still. I think that would be so much fun. Um, probably. Where is the question again? Here it is. Um, I think if you could get to the point where senior senior level duels and senior is that US versus US. Yeah, I think it mean, I would assume it means like RTC versus RTC. I think that'd be yeah. fun. If I, I think the pool has to grow a little bit more, maybe to have enough teams to make it fun. But I would like the idea of building up senior level wrestling, and and, and um, I like watching freestyle and senior level more than I like wrestling. Co- watch college because they're they're better and more developed and faster and stronger. And you know, it's like if we could see more of that, that'd be awesome. I think the yeah, other ones are great it- too. Well, I was actually just talking about this with someone the other day on, on that Wrestling Changed My Life podcast. It's like I was talking to them about how, how hard it used to be to watch international level wrestling. I mean, it, it's literally within the last couple of years that flows started getting more not, – not just the U.S. Open or whatever, but like more coverage. And now yeah. so now we can actually follow the Mateo Pelicone and I can watch stuff, right? And that the, the more you can watch it, the more interested you're going to be. If you can't watch it, you're not going to be interested because reading names on a bracket isn't all that fun. Yeah. Yeah, more more you, context you can build around, the more stories you can tell around it. Um, yes. And being able to see that, like you said, you can talk about it all day long, but if you can't see it, it's hard to put context on it. I really yeah. like the redshirt one. I would like it to be more than four matches because uh, – and that comes from the new football rule where 
you can play in four football games and not lose your red shirt. Yeah. Um, well, how I, many games do they play though? Twelve. Well, so it's like a third of the a third of the season, right? So I'd I'd like the that to be more ten matches, yeah, or whatever, 12. however many weigh-ins you have. Um, yeah. So I'd like that to be more. Um, I do like the the dual championship aspect, but I I, I like I'd like there to be a dual national champion, but then I, I also like the team aspect at NCAA's as well too. Um, well, I, I don't I want to do both. I don't I don't want to. Do dual and then do away with the other one. I mean, ideally for me, it's both. I think. Okay, I, I thought I you think, were. I thought you I were saying the other like thing, dual only. Oh no, 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 absolutely not. So the other thing that you know, if I could do it, and this is you know, we go into that quant wrestling and how they could kind of keep statistics. It would be so much fun if you actually had a dual season and it was kind of like football or basketball, and you could have a fantasy wrestling thing with it, right? So it's now you can't do it because the, the schedules are all over the place. It doesn't make any sense, you know. But if you could have, hey, okay, for this two month period, every Friday and Sunday, we're going to do a dual meet, and then it's going to lead up to this dual meet national championship the last three weeks or whatever. And then you have a tournament season. You say, okay, there'll be tournaments this weekend, this weekend, and then the nationals or whatever. Like, you would actually be able to do some type of fancy wrestling. So I know that's just my, like, bias as a fan and, and a spectator of wrestling. I mean, I'm kind of getting greedy here, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, like, so I like it, though. It's good. Um, A few people asked this. I don't remember this happening. Uh, Corey Packer though, he has who let it rip on FRL yesterday? Wasn't me. I don't remember that either. It was not me. I mean, I, I do have some, my wife outed me for having stinky farts, but nobody <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, on Twitter. But I, I did not rip one yesterday. Yeah, um, if I had to guess, thing... let's just blame it on Christian. He's not here. Can we do yeah, that? That's easy. I always uh, I always drink a lot of coffee, and then I forget I have to be on here uh, ninety minutes without pissing, and I think, geez, <laughs> like. What? How do you guys do this? I'm gonna have to start having like some kind of thing under my desk here where I just pee into it and then go, go dump it afterwards. That's, uh, that's the same thing if you're like broadcasting a, a dual, you know, a tournament finals, or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, make sure not to be overly hydrated because it's problematic. Don't don't be hydrated. Not good nope. for you on broadcast. Stay dehydrated. I, I if anyone did, it was absolutely Christian. He's done it before on air. <laughs> he's done it before on air. I. I I, I really don't remember. Throw him he- under the bus. <laughs> I really don't uh, remember hearing kick him while he's anything, down. <laughs> he joined on Facebook a few minutes ago. Uh, so maybe, sorry, Christian. Maybe he oh, can, it was you. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Hashtag CP farted. He can uh, give us a response. Let's uh, see if we miss any more. Oh, Ben, do you have a Tuesday headline? Oh, we need Tuesday headlines, don't we? Yeah. Um, Wisconsin upsets Penn State. <laughs> Dang. Peter, okay. if you if you make that noise to me one more time, I'm gonna come down to Austin and whip your ass. <laughs> Keep it up. I love you. Oh, also, now he's, I now he's la- I'm gonna come down. Now he's laughing at me. I'm gonna come choke him out. Hey, and then it. I'm gonna bring Spencer Lee, and we're gonna do the Spencer Lee turn challenge. <laughs> and then when he's bring dead it. tired, we're making him go on his feet with Austin DeSanto. Yes. I'll, you know what? I'm gonna reverse Spencer and turn him, and then I'm gonna throw DeSanto to his oh. back. Oh God. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I can't wait to put for the editors to put that clip in right before uh, he gets worked by both of those. <laughs> yeah, don't forget that. Don't forget that. That's the nine thirty a.m. on episode four fifty six. Whatever, whatever the hell episode it is. Uh, ben, yeah. uh, someone, Kenneth Stranger, asked uh, asked Ben Askren about the time he slapped a Nebraska wrestler on the butt in the middle of a match. Did this happen? 
I did all kinds of stuff that I probably don't remember. <laughs> it sounds I, listen, familiar. I will, I will just tell you, part of my straight, my junior, senior year, I got all kinds of pins, but you know, a lot of, especially specifically in the dual meets, um, people, and, and Zahid actually said this when I interviewed him last week, people stalled on me. They didn't want to give bonus points. So I would do everything I could do to antagonize them to get them mad to do something really stupid so I could pin them. And my, my all-time best one was uh, Brandon Mason from Oklahoma State. He was a world-class staller. I said, <laughs> I said to him in the, in the weigh-in line, I said to Brandon, are you going to wrestle me today or are you just going to try to run around and stall like a little girl? And he said, <laughs> I'm going to wrestle you. And then for sure enough, like a minute in, he steps his leg up and cradle him. I pinned him, and that was the only time I ever pinned him. So, you know, part of me being able to pin people was me being able to antagonize them enough to get them to do something stupid. So I did a whole bunch of stupid things. <laughs> do you have any other examples? Like, Oh, like I couldn't. I got so mad. I was doing – I was uh, riding Superman, uh, Ohio, Ohio State. State kid, and I was just, I don't need any hands. I don't need any hands. <laughs> and, he, and he wouldn't get up so I could pin him. He stayed down there and stalled like a little punk. He stayed down even after you did that? Yeah. He that was Superman on. He threw his arms good. and he threw his legs up behind yeah. him. Yeah, just yeah, chest yeah. on him. And he wouldn't let me pin him. It was no good. It was no good at all. Man. That was yeah. like a pretty good strategy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Saved a couple team points. Um, <laughs> I don't think you guys will be watching any XFL football this weekend. CJ Kemp wanted is that, to know. Is that uh, uh, Vince McMahon? Yeah. It's back. Like the oh, cheerleaders and all the uh, no, they're toning yeah. it. They're toning it down a little bit. It's like re- re- it's like real football. Yeah, yeah, it's real football. They they're experimenting with some with some rules that aren't in place in the NFL. Um, but they're not going to be as extreme as they were the first time around. Um, probably won't be. I don't think I'll be watching that. I didn't figure. Ben? Uh, no. Someone on Facebook commented, "Oh, Bader, we we're sacrificing your life." They said you should go uh, old school clinch with Kamal Bay while we're doing the descent. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I just wrestle Steve Mako full on while I'm at it? <laughs> can I you mean... imagine? Can you imagine you flying through the air, Bader? <laughs> Dude, S- Slater actually. So he come down and they, they do techniques. I'm his partner. He was flinging me around. Part of these. I didn't, you know, most guys uh, kind of take it easy on me. He chucked me a few times. He was like, oh, this is fun. Let me do it again. No, I mean, yeah, funny. why not? Come on, Bay. Bring it. I know uh, when Downey was down here and he did technique with Mike Mouse, <laughs> he, he messed up Mike Mouse's shoulder. <laughs> he, like, broke Mike's shoulder. Downey was chucking Mike big time. Yeah, he messed up his uh, shoulder. I think he busted it or fractured it or something. It was bad. Yeah. He kept That's throwing funny. him, too. That was great. Yeah. All right, Ben. Do you got anything else? Uh, I'm excited. I'm going to Penn State. Uh, Bobby Douglas, State. and you guys even made my night even better realizing that Sion's going to be in town. Sion will yeah. be in Madison. I know. We might not give him back. We might just keep him. <laughs> no way. Nomad's going to be there too. You can no, keep him. Nomad. Yeah, Nomad's coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Him, you can keep. Uh, we want. We want he, Sion. He, back. he might get lost in Madison for a week and, and not show up and turn off his phone. <laughs> At least we know where he's going this weekend. We're pretty sure. Yeah, he's a Nomad for a reason. Uh, yeah, as we, we said we would have a Sion on, uh, but we also said that before we checked with him <laughs> to see his calendar, and uh, he had a flight at like 6 in the morning uh, to head to Madison for uh, Bobby Douglas Day there before the duel. Um, so after they realized Sion couldn't come and, and they asked everybody else, they're like, hey, Bader, what are you doing tomorrow morning? 
Bader, you know, you have a big personality. I don't know why you don't stop by more, but I've heard it's because you don't wake up in time. I'm definitely up, but it's leaving the house. It's, He's just not here. Yet. Yeah. yeah. Chronically five mm. minutes late to every meeting. <laughs> Eight o'clock meetings. But maybe I'll come on again, Ben. This was fun. This was fun. We should do it yeah. again sometime. It was a good time. I liked, I could do it I liked all the stories and everything we got to share. Um, all right, Sarah, you can go ahead and hit that music. Play us out. A lot of uh, wrestling on floor wrestling this weekend. 14 D1 duels. The Pennsylvania uh, Dual State Championships kick off this afternoon. It's gonna, it's always awesome uh, from Hershey and going to be really cool. So many ranked wrestlers and obviously dual meets are awesome. Uh, then the WCWAs along with the U.S. women uh, senior level wrestle-offs. Um, so keep it locked on floor wrestling all weekend live. We'll see you Tuesday. Adios. Peace. See ya.